Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's not just where we work and learn that's changed during this pandemic. We've also changed where we discard stuff. The detritus of our lives is now more likely to go into the recycling bin or the trash can at home. Those bins at the office, well, many are just as empty as the buildings that hold them. So what does all this mean for your local recycling company? Joining me today with some answers is Brent Batliner. He's the general manager for Republic Services. Brent, uh, welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon, Sarah. So how big of an adjustment has it been for your business to have so many St. Louisans working from home? Oh, it's been it's been quite a, an adjustment. Um, our facility is a very large single stream recycling facility. Uh, we recycle both residential single stream from the curb, and we also recycle commercial single stream from businesses, schools, institutions. And we have seen a big flip in that volume coming in our doors. You know, the, the commercial, as you've discussed, is, has dropped quite a bit, while the residential has increased dramatically hmm. to the point where we actually have more recyclables now than, than we had budgeted. We are actually very full. Um, so so really tell me changes. this. I mean, why would people working in a different place change the amount of, of materials they're recycling? I, I can see how you're picking it up at different places, but why would the volume change? You know, I just I wonder how many businesses had recycling programs established mm-hmm. and how well that material was making it out to the recycle bin, where when you do it at home, it's pretty cut and dry. You either put your trash in the trash can or you're recycling in the recycling bin. So I think it's just uh, ease at home. We're seeing more volume, obviously, from there, and and we know we're getting it um, as opposed to coming out of an office a building or an institution. That makes sense. And are you seeing a change in um, what's coming through, more of a specific type of material and less of another? Oh, crazy, yes. Um, very much so. We're, we're seeing... Uh, really, and I think this is pretty obvious, a huge increase in the amount of cardboard (laughs) that is in the residential single stream from home delivery. Um, It's amazing the increase in cardboard we've seen, but we've also seen an increase in aluminum beverage containers and plastic beverage containers like water bottles and soda bottles as people are staying home and consuming more at home. We've really seen a a large increase in those two products also. (laughs) Unfortunately, we've seen an increase in things like plastic bags Uh, We've seen a very large increase in plastic wrapping. So I think people are going to the big box stores and, and, you know, everybody was grabbing up every piece of tissue they could grab and the large bundles that have the big piece of plastic around those. And then each individual package inside is wrapped. So we've seen a, a pretty large increase in plastic wrap. And that's something we don't want. That is something that's not on our list that is, is causing us a lot of problems. So I'm, I'm glad that you've brought this up because this is such an argument um, within my house. I know some people <laughs> who think, oh, if you're not sure whether it can be recycled, it's so much better to just recycle it because that way it ends up in the right place. I imagine <laughs> you might true. have a different answer to that question. <laughs> I sure do. Um, I'm not, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I would tell somebody, yeah, throw it in there. Let me see if I can recover. It. And, and I think that's probably gotten us into trouble. You know, there's there's a big campaign going on here uh, with the one STL group um, in the materials group here in St. Louis, um, in the city of St. Louis called, you know, stick with the six, the six main items that we want. And it's really the same six items that have always been on our, our to-do list, um, you know, household food and beverage containers, glass bottles and jars, tin cans, aluminum cans, all things we want. Uh, your one through five and number seven plastics, uh, which are your typical household 
uh, plastic bottles um, and containers, food and beverage containers and household product containers we want. And then, of course, paper and cardboard. And we also accept cartons, those gable top cartons with the little screw on lid. Hmm. You know, those are the those are the items we want. And if anything beyond that, we really don't. It, it, it can either damage our equipment or it can cause be a contaminant in, in something we're trying to sell to the open market. I understand plastic bags are particularly a big problem in terms of you do not want them. Why are they so bad? Well, several reasons. Uh, number one, they're light and, and airy, so it's very hard to recover them. They end up everywhere. Uh, number two, they wrap around our equipment and can, and can cause our equipment to malfunction and not sort properly. Mm. We sort with vibration and sizing equipment and, and as these bags wrap around shelves on our equipment. It reduces the size and we cannot sort right. But what frustrates me the most is a plastic bag in our truck may fill up with other recyclables. Mm -hmm. And as that comes across the line, that the, 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 the recycling system cannot sort it properly and it makes a very long trip to the landfill. So um, it, there's just a lot of issues with plastic bags. There are excellent plastic film and bag recycling programs at your local um, retailers, and we please ask you to take those those back to those locations. Hmm. So they can be recycled. They just can't be recycled through the stream that we're putting everything else into. That's exactly right. And, and a lot of items can be recycled, just not in the, not in the single stream bin. Hmm. I understand you guys have, have done whatever you can to try to mitigate this plastic bag problem. What are some of the, the steps that you've taken? Um, we have um, handed out um, returnable shopping bags. Unfortunately, a lot mm. of stores with the pandemic don't want you to bring in a bag from home. So that kind of got shot down a little bit. Um, we're really pushing the, the take it back to the retailer. We've done flyers. We've <laughs> done things like this where we come and, and speak through the media uh, about it. So we're doing a lot, we, a lot to really educate uh, the consumer. So is it hard uh, not to take it personally on. then when you see these plastic bags just coming through? And, and, <laughs> and honestly, based on what I see in my uh, blocks recycling bin, I get the sense a lot of people still have not gotten that message. No, and there's just so many out there. I mean, mm -hmm. from from your take home meals to to the to the grocery stores and retailers, it's it's what everybody has. You know, I guess it's the safest way to transport material right now. So uh, there's a lot of them out there, but uh, there's an excellent program to recycle those, and that's to take them back to where you got them from. You're so diplomatic. I don't I don't hear anger in your <laughs> voice. I think there would be anger in mine. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you also mentioned that you want things as clean and as dry as possible. How would something like, say, a, a pizza box fit into that? Uh, the good old pizza box, right? To me, the pizza box is the, per the perfect visual item of, of what is contaminated and what isn't. So I've always said that, that you know, if you eat your pizza and there's, there's a little bit of grease left in the box, smaller than your fist, there's so much good fiber in that box, I want the box. Mm. But if there's so much grease and cheese left in the bottom of that box, now it's becoming a contaminant. By weight, uh, by grease, by cheese, it's not something that's recyclable. So it, it's kind of how we want it. We want things as empty, clean, and dry as possible. Mm. So if that pizza box is heavily stained and has some cheese left over, rip the lid off and recycle the lid and maybe throw the bottom away. At least you can still recover some of that box. And that's the same with a ketchup bottle or a peanut butter jar. You know, if you have emptied that product the best you can and you give it a quick rinse, I want it. Hmm. But if there's still an inch of ketchup left in it, or, you know, or a quarter inch of peanut butter, we sell everything by weight. 
And now we're selling ketchup and peanut butter as opposed to plastic or glass. And your customers don't want that. They do not want that. Correct. So thinking about what happens to these products after they get to you and you do what needs to be done with them, um, you mentioned so much more cardboard is coming through. I understand a big part for you is figuring out then how to get that cardboard to, to people who need it. Is there a demand for this additional cardboard that you're getting through these recycling streams? Oh, uh, of course. You know, cardboard pretty much is recycled back into cardboard. Hmm. Uh, it's pulped out into, into fiber again and laid down into sheets to make cardboard. So... Um, we have more and more cardboard showing up on our porch, so there's a bigger demand for cardboard. Thus, we're not having any issues with with supplying um, our mills with, with the material they need. Um, in fact, there is a demand on that product right now. Really, anything, Sarah, to do with packaging right now is, is up. So if you're making a cereal box, if you're making anything to do with packaging, um, chances are that's in demand, and they're looking for my product to make that package. That was Republic Services General Manager Brent Batliner talking with us about how the Hazelwood-based recycling facility has adjusted to changes brought on by the pandemic. Our conversation was cut short due to technical issues during the live show, but we appreciate the time we were able to spend with him on this topic. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWM. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.